everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lizzie. Hey, guys. Hi. This episode's going to kick off a very special um, string of episodes. Let's call it our Christmas gift to you. Yes. What is it, Boydston? It's a month of episodes dedicated to our recent trip to Salem, where we celebrated Sarah's big birthday. (laughs) It was. Yay! Big indeed. (laughs) And we did a good job celebrating, and we had so much fun that we just decided we're going to keep talking about it all month long. Yeah. We've got a lot of things to tell you about what happened, things we did, people that we made mad. (laughs) As everywhere we go. (laughs) You either love us or you hate us, apparently. People who made us mad. (laughs) Yes. Well, this first episode, though, is is a little bit different because we're not necessarily in Salem. So we actually flew into Boston and then we took a little road trip. Where'd we go? Rye. Went to Rye. Went to Rhode Island. (laughs) So we had planned Salem for a long time. And then one day we get a call from Boydston who says, guess what's near Salem? Mm -hmm. Surprise. The Conjuring House. Yes. And how can we turn that down? Right. We can't. And we did not. We so shan't. We, we went. We shan't. <laughs> we shan't. <laughs> we shan't and we went. <laughs> oh, gosh. And we're used to staying up all night, but this one was especially oh, brutal. It was. We flew into Boston, like you said, that morning. So we'd been up since 5, 6 a.m. Yeah. I got to the airport at 5 a.m. Thank you. Yeah, she was a bit extreme there. <laughs> Our flight Two. left at 9. Okay. Maybe I could, No. You weren't there at 5 a.m. I maybe got there at six. Okay. I, think I, I got like, there two hours ahead of time. Yeah. Because that's what the TSA recommends. Thank you. I'm so glad that that helps soothe your anxiety. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, so we had been up early and then flew in, landed, grabbed dinner, rental car, all this stuff. And we had to stay up all night <laughs> at the <laughs> country house. We and did it. We stayed up till 5 a.m. and then drove back two hours. Yes. And didn't go to bed till 7.30, 8 a.m. Yep. It yep. was a rough one. I had to like peel my eyelids open on the drive home because <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. In 1952, there was a record high of UFOs reported. 1,500 sightings. There has been evidence of human sacrifice, devil worship, and it is haunted by more spirits than can be counted. A family of two adults and two kids reportedly saw a giant flying thing with glowing red eyes. And meanwhile, the family's nanny that helped Veronica to care for her and Lucian's children was found bludgeoned to death in the basement of their family home. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. So now we get to talk about our experience at the actual, the real Conjuring House. The real Conjuring House. This one was on our dream list. So Mm -hmm. got to check that one off. Off the bucket list. Off the bucket list. And it is a group investigation. So we are going to be talking about the group. It was a small group, but this is also a small house. So keep that in mind. Evidence Small, is going to be little. Not a lot of creaky. insulation between the floors. <laughs> cold. Like it all. Old. Cold. <laughs> Maybe some mold. <laughs> it's pretty bold. Oh. And it sold. We didn't 20, find any 19. gold. Oh. It sold in 2019. Tell us more. Well, the land that the house is on now was originally occupied by a tribe called the Nipmuc tribe. 
mm-hmm. and some other local tribes. When we have Native American history, um, it just, it's rough from the get-go because they weren't exactly treated the greatest. So it always kind of sets things up for some potential hauntings, I feel like. Um, in the 1600s, a man named Roger Williams purchased the land, and a portion of the land was eventually sold to the Arnold family. The house is an authentic colonial home built around 1736. So again, it's very old. It was built 40 years before the Declaration of Independence, if you can imagine that. P.S. Everywhere we were at, all the houses were built before the Declaration of Independence. It was pretty eye-opening. Our minds are blown because, you know, we are from Kansas, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Those states were not around at that time. So our history is like early, no, mid to late 1800s. Right. And that's what we're used to. If we get something in the late 1800s, we're pretty excited about it. So to see like 1600s, 1700s is yes. almost, you can't fathom it. Yeah. It feels like a museum everywhere yeah. you go to. It's like, <clears throat> George, are you there? <laughs> uh, John Smith, are you anywhere? Anyways, John Smith actually did survey the land, the John Smith the Uh land where this house was built. Mm. So the house has been called the old Arnold estate, the Richardson house, the old Brook farm and the Perrin family home. It's located in Harrisville, Rhode Island, which is very tiny by the way. And you have to take a lot of windy roads to get there. And it's out in the forest. If I remember according to um, like Google maps and Apple maps, it's, there's like a selection of three different towns it yes. could be in. Like Burrisville or yeah. something like that. Something and it's an literally R. just right across the border from Massachusetts into Rhode Island. In fact, I think when the land was originally being parceled, they did it to create Rhode Island. So the actual border of the land is the border of Rhode Island. And that's how they created the state. So we just dipped our toes into Rhode Island. Yeah. The home itself has survived the King Philip's War, which I don't know much about the Revolutionary War, and the Civil War. Again, hard to wrap your mind around something that old. It was originally set on 200 acres, but now it is on eight and a half acres, surrounded by stone walls, open fields, a river, or babbling brook, as Boysden calls it. (laughs) (laughs) She did not like that it was called a river. Because it's not a river. It's not. (laughs) Uh, Maybe their rivers are different in Rhode Island. I don't know. Um, And a forest. And the forest is unique. I didn't talk about it much, but we can speak about it in our recording sessions. The house itself is three stories, including an unfinished basement with a super creepy well in there. And supposedly there was a daycare that was run out of the basement at some point. So you can find lots of terrifying drawings down there, including one of a bent neck lady, which again, we'll talk about here in a little bit. The main floor has a living room, a library, a bedroom, dining room, kitchen, and a bathroom. The top floor has two bedrooms, at least maybe a third connected by a walkthrough closet. And as Boydston said, there's just literally, you know, boards missing a little bit here and there. So you can see through down to the next level and you can hear everything that's going on. After the Arnolds, the land was built by the Butterworths, then the Kenyans before purchased the Butterworths. The Mrs. Butterworth? I do believe. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know about that one. But um, after the Kenyans, it was purchased by the Perrins. And the house is probably most well-known because of the Perrin family. 
Um, the family consisted of mom, Carolyn, dad, Roger, and their five daughters, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. So Andrea parents says that her mother, Carolyn discovered the farm kind of by accident. Like they were looking to get out of the city and she saw an ad and it just kind of jumped out at her. So she just bought it like on a whim, um, almost like they were being called to the home. The parents bought the house in December of 1970 and lived there until June of 1980. They claimed that they had um, paranormal experiences from the day that they moved in until the day that they moved out. It was just constant for them. During the 70s is when Ed and Lorraine Warren came to investigate the house. Um, And the way that they came there was kind of interesting. So supposedly a friend of the family reached out to the Warrens after they heard what was going on in the house, especially with Carolyn, because she was really struggling with some of the presence that was happening there. And Ed and Lorraine basically just knocked on the door and asked if they needed help. So according to our guide, Ed and Lorraine would just drive around um, like old country roads in Connecticut, Rhode Island. And if the house looked haunted, they would go knock on the door and ask if they could investigate. That may be what happened here. Okay. Maybe we start doing that. Yeah, that's exactly what we said in our recording. on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So he would paint pictures and Mm -hmm. she'd take it up to the door and be like, had painted this and also your house looks haunted can we investigate hello sir or madam mm-hmm. um i think that you might have ghosts in your house i'd like to please let me come in and uh open all of your doors and drawers <laughs> just you know yeah. scavenge through everything no big deal also and tell me your deepest secrets please leave after we talk so that i can just be by myself in your personal home <laughs> Might work a little differently in the 2020s. I don't know. We look we look trustworthy. I am an upstanding. I was worried citizen. about the other people that oh. we're going into. <laughs> oh, hi, oh, we're here. Three women. Can we please come inside your house? You're in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> sir. In the country with your shotgun. Please let us in. It's the true um, crime in me. Here I am. I'm like we look fine. That's we're fine. Dangerous. <laughs> that was insulting, Lindsay. We're very nice people. That's why you survive at the end. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> because you guys are be just going up to houses and I'm like... <laughs> well, she is. I'm tagging Sarah's along. like, they're letting us in. I'm like, I'm going to stay in the <laughs> they car. They said yes. Come on in. <laughs> he looks nice. He's, yeah. he's only got pants on. <laughs> we talked for a while. At least he's got pants on. <laughs> I got on. his number. Yeah, at least he has pants on. <laughs> you got his number. I got his number. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Um, okay. So after they went in and were talking to the family, Carolyn tells, um, Ed and Lorraine, basically Lorraine, cause she was the more sensitive of the two that one day she was lying on the couch when she suddenly felt a piercing type pain in her calf and her muscle began to spasm. It's called a Charlie horse, Lorraine. But when she, we no, all had this, one. this is Carolyn talking, oh, Carolyn, that's called a Charlie horse, Carolyn. Okay. But explain this. When she looked, she noticed that her leg was bleeding where she was having the pain. That is not from a Charlie horse. And if I'm bleeding from that, that that sounds miserable. A bleeding Charlie horse is very intense. <laughs> I don't think that's is that right. from a bite it's, from a Charlie horse? It sounds a like a drink. Charlie? Yeah. A bleeding Charlie horse. <laughs> you should see somebody about that. Oh, boy. Um, the wound was described as a perfectly concentric circle, as if a large sewing needle had impaled her skin. Ew. Yikes. Lorraine actually suggested at that time that perhaps it was Bathsheba who took the needle in, um, with her into the afterlife and used it to stab Carolyn in the calf. After that, 
this quote unquote demonic presence was called Bathsheba. So who is Bathsheba? You might be asking. Let me I'm tell asking. You. Lindsay might not be, but I am. Bathsheba Sherman. The only Bathsheba I know of is from the Bible, so please tell me. Well, <laughs> I don't believe she was. this one was from the Bible. I but highly doubt it. <laughs> maybe that's what she was named after. It's a unique name. Hang on. Is the Bible Bathsheba negative? Like on Ooh. sides with the devil? No. So David, who was the man after God's own heart and this great upstanding man and king, cheated, basically had an affair with this woman named Bathsheba. And then he wanted to marry her, but she was already married. So he sent her husband into battle on the front line so he would be killed. And then he married Bathsheba. Oh, the scandal. So it was like the fall of David, like this man who was after God's own heart. So Bathsheba was his weakness. All right. So Bible scandal. Who's real Bathsheba? Bathsheba Sherman. It's a mouthful. She was most famously known as the spirit from the movie, The Conjuring. Apparently she was projected as this evil spirit i don't remember it i remember it was like a witch spirit from the conjuring i know i mean i've seen the conjuring but i don't remember the evil spirit anyways she was born Bathsheba thayer in rhode island in 1812 and married judson sherman she was thought to be a witch and lived next door to the arnold home remember this was the arnold home first Back in the 1700s. So townspeople believed that she killed a baby by impaling the skull with a needle and then offered it to the devil. And she went to trial and was found not guilty of this crime, but still dealt with the reputation that had been created for her by the townspeople. So just an interesting fact, her grave is actually located in the cemetery in Harrisville, Rhode Island, just down the street. We should have gone to see it in the middle of the night. Again, this is why you die first. <laughs> I would have loved that. Missed <laughs> opportunity. Let's go to the cemetery in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the parents had a ton of experiences. And to be quite honest, we could spend a whole episode going into their experiences. So I'm not going to do that. But I'll touch on a few other things here. The house was bought and sold after the parents by a few other families. And it's now owned by Jacqueline Nunez. And the house has been open to the public for investigation since 2019. Some of the spirits who haunt the location that are listed on the Conjuring House website that they didn't speak about, but I thought it was interesting. So we have Ab- Abigail Arnold. Is this the Mrs. Arnold? Maybe. But then they kept calling her Susan. So I have no idea who Mrs. Arnold really was. But according to this website, she was the daughter of Martha Hopkins and Sylvanus Cook. She married John Arnold in 1795 when she was 19, and they lived in the house. They had 14 children, and she died of an illness at 93 and was buried in Burlville, which, again, we think might be Harrisville. <laughs> it's this, like, trifecta of towns. Mm-hmm. It's like a Venn diagram. Yeah, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle is the Conjuring House. Right. Um, she's often heard with guests warning them to get out of the basement if there's a malevolent spirit around. And she also wants guests to visit with respect. The other spirit listed on the website is somebody named Matthew K. And he is described as the inquisitive spirit. There's not really a lot known about him, except that he never actually lived in the house. He was actually outside with a group of others who followed a light in the forest and ended up the house And he liked it so much that he visited the house often. He died in 1888 when he was 27 years old. 
before he, he was married and fun and caring. So he's kind of the same in the afterlife, according to people who have had encounters with him. He's joked that it's weird that women wear pants now and that the current music is very strange. He also really likes the piano and he's called smartphones witchcraft. True. It's not wrong. So again, back to Mrs. Arnold. This was from our guide, Kevin. So I'm not really sure if it's the same Mrs. Arnold that's listed on the website or somebody different, but he says, we don't really know her first name, uh, but she's pretty prevalent in the house and she might have hanged herself in the barn. Which the barn we cannot go in. Yeah. Just a few interesting facts about the home itself. The house was not used for any of the movies. A different house was built in North Carolina and that's what was used for the set. And how many people actually died there? According to Andrea Perrin's book, called the House of Darkness, House of Light, a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which was referenced many times by our leader. Yes. She says eight generations of one extended family lived and died in the house prior to our arrival. So she described it as they were the first one. They were the first outsiders. Mm-hmm. It had been owned by families um, prior to that. Adding that some of these people never left. According to the Black Book of Burlville, the town's former public records book, reveals that over the course of its existence, the property had been hosted two suicides by hanging, one suicide by poison, the rape and murder of 11-year-old Prudence Arnold by a farmhand, although this one is kind of debatable because her official death record said she died in Uxbridge. I'm probably butchering that. Massachusetts, not Burlville. And it also says that her throat was cut by someone with the initials W.E.K., who knows? Mm. There were also two drownings on the property and the passing of four men who froze to death. I believe it. Yeah. That place gets cold. It is freezing. Yeah. Andrea wrote that most of the recorded deaths that occurred on the farm were from the Arnold family, again, because they had lived there for so long. Mm-hmm. Carolyn named the family dog. I found this interesting. Before they moved into the farm, they got this dog. And I, I watched an interview with Andrea. So she's talking about this beautiful dog that they got. And she was so in love with her. And the mom said, she deserves a really unique name. We'll name her Bathsheba. Bathsheba of all names. Without knowing. without This is before they moved gotcha. to the country. Mm, foreshadowing. But we all know what happens with the dog in the movie. Okay. But Andrea says that she didn't say that in her book. And they still put it in the movie. But... What happened in reality was it was a different dog that they had had after that because Bathsheba had sadly died before they moved to the conjuring house. They had a different dog there that died two weeks later. Mm. So just interesting stuff that happened. Um, James Wan, he was the director of all the conjuring, well, the, the whole thing, the whole conjuring world. Conjurers. Yes, conjurers. He actually toned the movie down from what actually happened and what she describes in the book because he wanted it to be rated PG-13. But it was still too scary, so they rated it R. And just one more piece of interesting thing. I mean, again, we could go on and on, but I thought this was interesting. That when the Kenyon family lived there, they left lights on at all hours of the night. And when they sold it to the Perrin family, he said, you might want to keep the lights on all night. Ooh. But he never outright said it was haunted. You know what vibe I'm getting? What? I'm getting Sally House vibes. Yeah, I could see that. You know, you have this like family, this almost random family. Like this house has been here for a minute. Yeah, it's had several owners, and then this random family moves in. Yeah, minding their own business, and there's just kind of this dark energy. These these yep scary things start happening. I think you're right because Carolyn um, apparently was having some things going on that made her want to get out of the city. 
And that's why she was looking for something out in the country. And this is why they moved out to this house. And she seemed to be the one that was most affected during that 10 year span. And Andrea says that she was the least affected, but she was really close with her mother. So she could tell everything that was happening with her. And she just, over those 10 years got really sickly and emaciated, um, eyes just kind of sunken, just overall did not look well. Interesting. So, which it was said also while we were on, you know, at the conjuring house that a lot of people believe that the Warrens made the activity worse. And she agrees with that. She says, I'm so grateful that they came here to try to help, but it did make things worse. They had a seance in the dining room mm-hmm. and it, it it was said, it was reported that they were speaking to some entity and that Carolyn gets picked up and thrown into the parlor room. Yeah. And that several people witnessed this. And that kind of after that is when things started not going well. The other thing I'll just add in, and I mentioned this before we started, but Andrea Perrin says that the most terrifying thing that happened, kind of like the beginning of the end, if you will, was one night she was having what she kind of described as like a sleep paralysis. So she was awake, couldn't move, but she was seeing her mom's room and looking down from like the ceiling. And what she saw was her mother screaming bloody murder. Her dad was sleeping just like nothing was wrong right next to her. And that there was a woman standing next to her mother next to the bed in the long gown with a bent neck and her head was barely hanging on. And her mother was screaming at this lady with the bent neck. Reminds me of the haunting of Hill House. And yeah. The bent neck lady. Yep. So do we want to start with our investigation? What we got? Yeah, of course. Let's do it. So we're going to, like we said, this was a group investigation. So we're going to kind of go over the group. I'm remembering our group. We, yes. yeah. Like Lizzie said, it was a small group, but. It was a a group. It was a group. Yeah, we did it. Um, So first we went upstairs and they separated us. There's three rooms up there. Yeah, I will say that the guide mentioned something about a birthing room. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a closet, like a walk-in closet. Yeah, but there was nothing in the history that I could find from that. So they say that several babies were born in this tiny little room, which I mean, I can believe because it's a pretty remote little farmhouse. So yeah, back in the day, that's probably a thing. So that's attached to one of the rooms, which... I'm going to call it the kids' room because that's where there's two kid beds and dolls in there. Yeah. And then in the middle is, you know, that closet. Right. Well, it opens to another room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the rooms are all like in a row and they all have doors that are like adjoining rooms. Yeah. And so the middle room is, I mean, just a room (laughs) with another bed. A creepy closet, apparently. And um, then at the end is Mrs. Arnold's room. And that's where there's like the master bedroom, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get up there, we're all sitting around and almost immediately our guide decides to split us off into smaller groups kind of. So he asks myself and two other girls, Kelsey and Caitlin, to go into Mrs. Arnold's room to do a little investigation in there. And Boydston goes into the closet area. I was last picked. It's like last in dodgeball. Yeah, Lindsay got picked to go into the birthing room before I got picked to go. No, I didn't go to the birthing room. I sat in the chair with the dolls because someone else got picked to go to the birthing room. At least you got a Taylor Swift code. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Wow. We're talking about last picked. (laughs) I didn't even get one. (laughs) She went in the closet. I am the elite. Obviously. Thank you. Which I was jealous because I wanted to go in the closet. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was just sitting around and I, was, and I could hear myself on the recorder. I was like, I want a fun assignment. And then he's like, who wants to go in the closet? And I raised my hand Good and job. he brought me in the closet and he said, watch out for these hangers. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they have they beat Mrs. Um, Farron. Yeah, well. In one of the. Interesting. I didn't know that. Spoiler alert. I was disappointed. You didn't she get did hit. She did not get hit with a hanger. I almost said oh. hammer, but hanger. I would take either. It's less aggressive. <laughs> and I was taking selfies with the doll in the chair with me. <laughs> I, I only went to Mrs. Arnold's room because you guys both go. Sarah will go. Anyhow. But aren't you glad that we made you go there? Yeah. Look what happened there. Yes. So. Do you want to end with yours? Yeah. Go for it. You guys can okay, go. Never mind. I'm going to start Don't with the closet. Okay. So, so basically there's three rooms in a row. We're each in different rooms. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle room and within the middle room there's this closet. I'm inside Kevin says, watch out for those hangers. And so I'm watching these hangers just looking all around like, yes, <laughs> they can happen. We're in the dark. Yeah, in the pitch in the pitch dark. Pitch, pitch darkness. Dark. Pitch black dark. Pitch darkness. Um, Nothing happened with the hangers. No. I didn't feel anything. No smackdown with the hangers. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything on my recorder. No EVPs to speak of. Well, I will say you weren't the only one in the closet because remember other people yeah. took turns in the closet. So, no, I was the only one in that closet. But between my room and Sarah's room, there That's was a the closet. closet they were going in. Okay. So I can hear a, a man's voice. Right. I was yeah. going to say there was two guys in there. So, okay. Okay. So that I was alone a, in the closet. There oh, is a different okay. closet. Both guys who took turns in that closet asked to come out because they said they felt weird. They felt yep. like it was creepy. They felt uncomfortable. Right. Okay. So I didn't know that was a different closet than yours. Good to mm-hmm. know. Um, so I was, like I said, hanging out with the doll in the kids' room near the birthing room. So the birthing room is attached to this. I was in there with – there was a girl in the birthing room and then two other guys were in the room with me. They both were laying on the beds. And they said that they could feel it getting colder in their room. Um, They were getting goosebumps. They felt a breeze. We had like a static energy light in the doorway between our two rooms. And this is a new toy Mm -hmm. I'm not too familiar with. But it kept going off. It would light up different colors. Ooh, I like colors. So it was lighting up red, then blue. And I guess the thing is like, I should have looked more into it, how it works. But like you can go and stand over it and it won't go off okay so it's not like a REM pod got it it's purely picking up on your static energy so that was pretty cool um a girl in the middle room um where boyson was said that she was seeing lights people here and there were saying that they could hear things but i was not catching anything on the recorder yeah sometimes people would say like oh i hear whispering oh i hear a knock and i don't hear it on the recorder same i i don't know i didn't hear it live i didn't hear it on recorder I thought I heard a growl at one point on Mary Quarter, but it's very faint, so I don't know if we're going to be able to isolate that. But during that time, I was sitting kind of like I had my legs crossed, so one foot was on the floor, the other one wasn't, and I felt vibrations, almost like someone was like bouncing on the steps near me. So there was a staircase kind of right by where I was sitting, and we were all upstairs, but it sounded like someone was coming up the stairs because of the vibrations, but I don't know. You were picking up good vibrations? I was. I feel like at one point I heard a burp, but nobody claimed it. <laughs> so I'm not going to call it as a, a ghost burp. 
I'm not going to call it as a ghost because I think someone just didn't want to claim it. Yeah, it's hard whenever we're with a group where we're not yes. familiar with. You yes. don't know their noises they make, Yeah, um, whether it be voluntary or involuntary. Right. So it's hard to kind of decipher if they're not the ones calling out their own bodily functions. You just never know. You don't want to claim it for them. It could mm-hmm. be a ghost, but we're going to err on the side of caution. And then um, there was a tippity-tap. <laughs> It's an old house. Someone could have just been shifting and, again, didn't call it out, so I don't know. Shifting the whole house? Well, no, like shifting maybe on the bed or something creaked. I don't know. Like I said, I think it's going to be hard to isolate things because there's – it's kind of like Sally House. There's just – it's a small house that makes a lot of noise and there's people there. Got it. But that's what I got. At one point, the, um, Kevin, our guide, pulled out a kind of a yes-no box. It lights up mm-hmm. green or red. And what I thought was interesting is he asked if Mrs. Arnold was here, and it lit up yes or green. And it did the same thing whenever he said, you're okay with us being here, right? And it lit up green. And they sent you to the library downstairs. Yes. So about, I don't know. 20 minutes in, he opens the door and he's like, um, are you getting anything? And I said, I mean, no, not really. He's like, okay, I just want to do an experiment. Um, I want you to go downstairs. It's like, all right, sure. So he leads me downstairs and he's like, he is walking very quickly and I don't have my flashlight out. So I'm trying to like keep up with him to get downstairs. And <laughs> all of a sudden, like I'm in the pitch dark and I was like, oh, I don't know where I am. And, and anyway, eventually I get to the library And I put on my recorder, I've been banished to the library. (laughs) And um, I can hear everything going on upstairs. I don't get anything outside of what the group is saying. I don't have any EVPs. The only thing that I do point out is that I say that I feel a pressure in the right side of my body, like my neck and my shoulder. And then about five minutes later, I was like, that pressure is totally gone. So I don't know. I didn't. That's a long time to have pressure. It is. I didn't see or hear anything you were under pressure under pressure <laughs> was it pushing down on you yes it was literally <laughs> how many songs can we quote tonight <laughs> oh, too many well, there'll be more don't you worry but right. i think the most exciting experience was sarah it was, it was in sarah's room i know i'm so happy it was for your birthday thank you did you guys stage that yes, yes. ah planned it we um, called the conjuring house the house itself <laughs> we called ghosty ghosts and said listen i'm gonna need you to show up Bathsheba. Bathsheba. <laughs> yeah. Bathsheba, i think it was her mrs sheba please help did you by bathy <laughs> i was saying baths because <laughs> it's bath Bathsheba. bs not beth yes yeah 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 okay i get it so again i went into mrs arnold's room with kelsey and caitlin two other girls from a different group Meaning, not us. <laughs> Don't worry, Sarah. I didn't friends. know them, but I know them now. <laughs> she has their phone numbers. <laughs> Just one. Kelsey Are we and her sister. <laughs> so, um, Kelsey is sitting in the rocking chair. Caitlin and I are both laying on the bed. And... In the beginning, we're just kind of feeling out the room, looking around, seeing shadows here and there. I mentioned that I felt a tap on my arm and Kelsey and Caitlin are both seeing shadows near the window. I am admittedly terrible at seeing shadows, so I never call those out. But they say that over and over, they see like a child size shadow towards the window. Did they see anything near the wall? No, but I should have asked. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, they don't time. they don't know me well enough to be like what <laughs> <laughs> next time when they're like i see a shadow at the window you go to the wall <laughs> can you imagine if because caitlin's kind of a medium or sensitive and she's pretty quiet so can you imagine if i was like but did the sweat drop down your balls <laughs> <laughs> did the bitches crawl <laughs> i can't tell skeet skeet <laughs> I think they would have not known what to do with me in that moment. They probably just would have been like, anyways. Um, so at this time, our guide, Kevin, he brings in a rim pod and we ask him to put it near the window because also near the wall. Because that's where we are seeing Because windows the are on walls. <laughs> that's where we're seeing these like children type shadows sure. over there. Okay. So it goes off for a few seconds, turns off on command. And this is just the beginning of a very interesting experience with the REM pod. So the two of us on the bed, we hear a breath and, and, or something saying no at that time. I couldn't hear it on the recorder. Side note, I think I had one of your recorders and it's not as clear as yes. the one I normally listen to. So it's a little bit fuzzier. Ours are not. You're right. I've got a very clear one. It's because of my hearing, isn't it? Well, yours is also over a hundred dollars. Ours are 30. <laughs> But it's because my hearing sucks, isn't it? That's part of it, yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I okay. like my recorder. <laughs> Imagine what you can hear on her recorder. Okay. Everything. <laughs> uh, so we start asking questions. A bowel movement in the next state. <laughs> you could hear it. In Massachusetts. Yeah. And I'll call it out. Speed of calling it out. I am so annoyed with myself on this recording. Typical. I'm annoyed every time, but I'm always like. Same. Like <laughs> you mentioned, you don't know these people, so I feel like. You just don't know what movements they're making, mm-hmm. what sounds they're making. So like literally every minute, I'm like, was that your shoe? Was that your stomach? Did you move? Did you breathe? What are you doing? And they're, every time they're like, yep, yep, yep. I'm like, could you just call it out to me so I don't have to ask you? I felt right. like a jerk every time. But I'm like, I'm only saying this because I know I'm going to hear it <laughs> on the recorder. Anyhow, I call out what I hear, what I thought was a growl in real time. Couldn't hear it on recording. And we start asking other two of you and getting responses as yes, with a brother and sister. Yes. And then the temperature um, alert on the REM pod goes off as well as the, the sound, the normal sound with the REM pod. I see a shadow to my left and hear an exhale. And this is when we start hearing the REM pod going off. So for a solid mm, 10 minutes or so, it goes off and I played it for these two and it is... I don't know, one of the most unique REM pod recordings I've ever heard. Yeah. So the REM pod makes um, the one that he has, which is also the one that we have, Mm -hmm. it makes very unique noises and you can tell the difference. Right. And what is going on in that room is the only time the REM pod makes that noise is whenever you are close to the sensor. Like if you go to grab it or pick it up. Yep. 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 And I know that because I've done that a million times trying to turn it off and it's like makes this horrifying noise. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it did this over and over like somebody coming and like touching their hands, both of them around the little antenna just over and over and over. Um, And then, you know, we kind of went through all these things of like, maybe it's malfunctioning. So Kevin came in and he was like, oh, that thing's going wild. Let me go see if it needs to be reset. Well, as soon as he walks up to it, it stops. So he leaves the room. It starts doing this again. We're asking questions. It's answering. And then it goes just crazy with this, this noise. Um, I don't know if you want to insert it. It's going to like make people's ears bleed. Probably. It's very annoying. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll just put it on our socials. Yeah. That might be better. You can choose if you want to listen to it or not. Yeah. Yes. It's very loud. Very annoying. 
So yeah, anyhow, I mentioned several times that I know that that's what it takes to make that rim pod noise. You go up, touch it. Um, it's not going to just do it on its own. I even offered to get up and reset it. And when I get up to do it, it stops. So it's almost like I was getting close to something and it got nervous and went away. So we think we were speaking to kids, maybe 15 and under brother and sister. And what was interesting, I think, was that it wasn't scary in there at all. I didn't feel nervous at all. It was almost just like a kid playing with a toy. Yeah. Okay. Shall we move along? We shall. We're going to go down to the basement. Ooh, the basement with the creepiest of wells. The basement with the creepiest of wells. So this is a (laughs) typical basement of an old house. (laughs) Cement floors, cement walls. Very, very cold. Nothing's finished. Um, And it's kind of sectioned off, but not very much. And it's really not a big basement either. So we were kind of all crammed into one room. And we met with one of our newest pieces of equipment that (laughs) Kevin had that we fell in love with. Yeah, what do do we call those? Ghost Christmas lights? Ghost lights. Ghost lights. That sounds better. It's like Christmas lights. I mean, like 10 feet long of lights. 32 feet long. It's, yeah, 32, 32 feet. feet. I heard it on the recording. Dang. Okay. <laughs> he said he sh- we should get the 32 feet long one. Yeah, because the difference, they sell them in 12 feet and 32 feet, and the mm-hmm. difference is like $40. Yeah. Do they all, are they all purple? Mm, so it depends on the amount of energy. So oh. they are baseline purple, and depending on the amount of energy, it can go from like purple all the way to maybe red. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of it's it's essentially an EMF, but it's ghost lights. I love that. It's like a string of lights that I don't know you put up in, on your balcony or over your patio outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like spaced out, maybe I don't know a, a, foot? a foot apart. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> they are really pretty, <laughs> just on their own. And I like I like things that light up. Well, I think it's a great idea because you know. It, they say like as you get close to something, maybe it gets scared or maybe right. like your energy kind of veers it away. So if you have a long string of something, you can see if there's something far away that's like maybe heading towards you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of it because um, it gives you a lot of length right. to span out over an entire area versus yeah. a REM pod or even an EMF, which you can only put in one spot. Right. They so, have to come up and be really close to that one spot. Yeah, yeah. You can cover a lot of surface area with these ghost lights. I'm very excited about them. <laughs> so we did a Phasma Box session with everyone. Yeah. With no headphones. So Phasma on speaker Woo. is a nightmare. Yeah, this, we've learned our a lesson. reason we don't do Phasma on speaker. <laughs> it made all of our ears bleed listening back to it because it that's just how it is. Rough. It's loud. Not only that, but like things come through. And if you're listening with your headphones, you can say what you're hearing and not be influenced by other people around you saying, oh, no, I heard this. It is. It's more subjective, I feel like, because you're hearing everyone else's opinions. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, and it's like whenever you hear something, you're like in your head, you're like, oh yeah, this is what I heard, and then somebody else <laughs> comes out with something random, and you're like, is it me? I know, like I was way off. Um, some people did say that they heard a whistle, and yeah. I think I caught it on my recorder, but it's very faint. Mm-hmm. We did ask some of the cool responses that I think were pretty that came through clearly. They asked how many were buried outside and eight mm-hmm. was pretty clear. And then also at one point it said, stop recording. Mm-hmm. We asked it to walk in the hallway and the light started lighting up. And then it said, watch me. Got you good. Um, Sarah called out an exhale that she heard over by Boydston with her spirit ears. 
I didn't catch it though, but Boydson was standing across the room from us. So I don't know how you heard I don't from know across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it just baffles me. But you did. Because we were standing by each other. Yeah, I and didn't Boydson catch it was across the room. <laughs> Boydson, know. was that you breathing over there? <laughs> no, we're just used to your breathing. I don't know. Mom. <laughs> um, we tried to call. We tried to call Mama. Yes, we did. Several Mama. times. We got really excited. Mama is a ghost cat. A ghost cat. That likes to show herself sometimes. And we tried to speak with a ghost dog that comes through too. Mm-hmm. Somebody reported getting touched or brushed by something by her legs. So they were thinking a child or a cat. Mm-hmm. At one point, Kevin tells us that there has been reports of UFO activity at this place. And yes. I said in my recorder, stop it. <laughs> and Boyster and I were like... Take us there. <laughs> I was like, no. Take me away, aliens. <laughs> I brought my flashlight. <laughs> Beam me up. Beam me up. Ready. Um, we asked if it traveled on a boat, and almost immediately <laughs> afterwards, there was a loud boat horn. Yes, I remember. It was like a fog horn. It was. Ooh, that was loud. Loud that it scared us in the moment, and hearing it back, I knew it was coming, and my ears bled. He did send someone out into the hallway. And she came back. He said, you'll be gone for two minutes. And 10 right. minutes later, we're like, is she still out there? She's like, can I come back now? <laughs> so she said she felt a presence behind her and felt like something was passing by her legs. Lindsay, um, do you remember when, somebody's, <laughs> when somebody asked, who's your favorite football team? Oh, gosh, Lindsay no. Lindsay said, they didn't have football. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I don't remember saying that. I didn't write it down, so I must have blocked it out. I wrote, Lindsay, they didn't have a ball, LOL. I do remember somebody saying, do you know you're dead? That was the guide. And I was like, are are we supposed to say that? I know. I was like, oh, gosh. That's all I probably got. What? That's all I probably got. Oh, probably? Probably. With the Phasma box. Okay, let's move along. Where do we go to next? To the library, my favorite room. Yeah, so the library with the group session. My yeah. favorite room it is a haunted library. It is. So they say. <laughs> There's lots of books there. So mm-hmm. many books there. We did the Phasma box on speaker again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was rough to hear. My we also set up the purple lights. Ghost lights. That went all the way to the front door. Yep. And Lindsay stomped around trying to set them off. Because he wanted me to debunk <laughs> something because one of them lit up red, like you said. And Boysen says, Lindsay. Sit down. (laughs) I want to say that pretty much right away. He goes, is there anyone in here who is a skeptic? And immediately you both go, my dad. Because it's true. It was on my recording. We gave it about 20 seconds before we volunteered you. (laughs) I said, both of you, thanks for throwing me. And I put in response, I said, thanks for throwing me under the bus again. I don't know why your expectation is anything else. (laughs) On the Phasma box, supposedly they got a child voice that was coming through there. We also were using the cat ball. It did go off. Cat balls. Somebody thought they saw it moving. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I remember it going off, but I don't remember it moving. We all thought we saw alien lines, but Boydston debunked it because she was down there by herself earlier. Are you proud of me? Yeah, I was. I am. I was going to get to that. Okay. I'm moving along. Um, I'm just going. Both of you apologize for the state of Missouri. Oh, yeah. Because obviously it's a piece. <laughs> Repeatedly. <sometimes. laughs> well, we just need people to know that we don't associate. We just live there. And <laughs> somebody asked, what is the nickname for Missouri to the Phasma box? And it said, what? And then it said, how is it? And Sarah goes, it sucks. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> um, then I thought I saw lights, which was debunked. 
By who? By Boydston. And then oh, I put, but Sarah immediately shit. said, aliens. <laughs> I still think that. So, but the reason with the lights, and I don't think we talked about this in the history. No, because it wasn't, it's not really listed in the history. Right. He mentioned it a few times that there are some interesting lights that forest happen. lights. Yeah, on the forest. Lights that happen in the forest. And if you follow them, you get go- totally all off. Discombobulated. Yeah. Yeah. He said they are flashing lights, and he told us, if you see lights in the trees, do not go in the trees. And I was like, it's two in the morning, sir. I'm not going in the trees. <laughs> and if I see light, I might go there. He goes, know. there are bears out oh, here. And yeah. we're all like, absolutely not. And I said, but wait, have people follow the lights? And he's like, yeah. And they get very lost. Yeah. I could see how. Mm-hmm. He was saying that like they have to call the sheriff. Yeah. The, the 5-0. They have to call the police. The 5 yes. And the police are like, oh, you got another one out there, huh? Another one missing. Yeah. I guess this is a thing. I thought I was facing the windows, and you guys had your back to the windows that were facing the trees. Towards the wall. Yes, towards the wall. (laughs) And I kept thinking I saw a flashing light, and I was seeing it through the window, and Boydson debunked it for us. Because you did. Yeah, so while I was sitting in there in my timeout earlier, I noticed that they have these cameras like uh, security cameras that are up yeah. there and occasionally they'll flash mm-hmm. these lights and I was like well that's really annoying and so while I was sitting there and I saw everybody excited I got excited initially and then I looked at whatever they were looking at and I was like I looked through the window we were looking through the window to right, see the trees, the trees and then I turned around and looked at the wall just in front of the window and I saw the lights flashing I was like I am so sorry guys but this is fake news I didn't Did even know there was cameras in there this what Drip down your balls? Yes. Stop. Okay. All these females crawled. And while we're <laughs> Thank all you freaking for out about these lights, Sarah's just going repeatedly into the recorder. It's the, the aliens. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's still aliens. not convinced. They're here for us. <laughs> this next conversation is between you two where somebody said, Stacy. <laughs> and voice and said, is your mom here? And I said, stop it, you two. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then we say, all right, she's got it going on. <laughs> heavens and this is probably why people might hate us on group investigations because it was very quiet it It was was quiet quiet. i heard Um, heard a whisper in real time but i didn't catch it you didn't catch it no and then we were talking about reagan which i was like ooh, exorcist reagan (laughs) i thought ronald reagan (laughs) oh that's why i was like controversial oh yeah i was like exorcist Exorcist reagan oh they're all saying that and i was like oh not ronald reagan (laughs) um we talked about Bathsheba the dog yep yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a stupid name for a dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's very unique, okay? No, it's stupid. Kevin, <laughs> our leader, kept saying he was hearing footsteps and someone talking, but I didn't catch anything on the recorder. Right. He did an EVP session at one point, and while he was playing it back, I thought I caught something, but I, it's very faint. I don't know if we'll catch it. Yeah, I also wrote down, I heard a whisper after he says, I have issues remembering my numbers, but it's hard to hear. Yeah. Okay, we're next. We go outside. Oh boy, it was it was so cold. <laughs> it's about colder than Missouri cold. Two thirty in the morning, and this is October, and it was lovely during the day, but during the night, yes, it was cold. And we did not have jackets, coats, nothing. I mean, we we're wearing t-shirts and like a jean jacket, like a zip a hoodie, up. a zip up, something. And somebody is wearing sandals again. I don't know who that was. <laughs> 
I even put on I didn't here, think we would be outside. Okay. <laughs> Sarah is in sandals. Proper footwear. Come on. I am wearing sandals tonight and it snowed <laughs> yesterday. So <laughs> um, pretty much as soon as we get outside, we smell farts. Not the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> we smelled sulfur. So we're kind of looking at the tree line and there is a massive tree. So they call it the hanging tree. He says there's really no history to back this up, but people take pictures of this tree and see a lady hanging from it. Okay. So Sounds horrifying. He says that they have also done some radar and confirmed that there are bodies buried underneath where we were walking, but they have not dug it up because partly they fear that it's going to be like, you know, Native American and then yeah. federal tribes are going to seize the land and nobody will be allowed out there. But yeah, also you probably shouldn't disturb that stuff. So yeah. Maybe yeah. just leave things be. Kevin, Kevin. Mm-hmm. said that at one point he saw lights, but I, I, none of us said we saw them. We were looking. Um, I heard yelling, but I got nothing on the recorder. At this point, some people decided they want to go see the, the river, the creek. The bub- babbling brook. Babbling brook, yes. The babbling brook. And we said hard pass, Sarah's in sandals, and we're cold. My feet were icicles <laughs> by then. <laughs> so, it was like a little mist on the grass. Kevin was like, and there was dew, like it, it was yeah. wet grass. And Kevin was like, well, if anyone's getting too cold, then go back inside. And we're like, see ya. Yes, I was ready. We went inside. And I forgot to turn off my recorder. <laughs> but it's a good thing you didn't because... It's a good thing I didn't because I got something. Yeah. So I went to the library. I don't know where you guys went. I was by I myself. we were just in the dining room. Yeah. We are just hanging out. Yeah. Kind of on break. I went to the library and I uh, was taking a couple pictures because books are my thing. And someone comes in there and we're just kind of talking. I'm telling him about the podcast and places we've been. He's telling me about places he's been to investigate. In the middle of all of this... I catch a growl right by my recorder. So. And I was very shocked that I caught something because I was tempted to just stop listening once I realized I left it on. But I listened through. Good thing. After this, after everybody came back inside, we got to go off on our own. Yeah, but before that, should we mention this really cool picture that somebody got? Oh, yes. I forgot. So somebody got a really cool picture (laughs) while they were outside and they are... They're back to the trees facing the house and got this picture and there's like a white mist. Almost looks like a person. Almost looks you like can a see person. Through. If we get the picture, we'll post it. We saw it while we were there, but we did not think to have her send it to us. So we are trying to track it down. I promise. Back to the basement on our own. By ourselves. With All Kevin. With Kevin. Ourselves. Plus Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I put my recorder in a little alcove kind of off by where we were staying. So that way we didn't have three recorders from the same session. Good call. Um, Good news. I didn't have mine going. So (laughs) (laughs) I did. So there's a lot of walking. Yep. But I did catch what I thought was a sheep, but I've been told (laughs) it's a cat meowing. (laughs) You guys tell us what you think it is. If we can isolate it. And I caught it twice. We were sitting at the table in the well room. So I felt my legs get cold at some point, which I was really hopeful that it was mama. And I don't know if it was, but after hearing Lindsay's recordings, maybe it was. I don't know. We got two meows about five minutes apart from each other. Boyson thought she saw... Something flying. You said you saw something flying. I think, if I remember correctly, 
I think I re- I remember like seeing a a shadow come by, kind of at the. I was looking out the doorway, kind of at the top of the door. And so I went out to see, like, is there anybody out here? And I didn't see anybody. Interesting. Okay. Several times we mentioned that we heard water running or that somebody was like splashing through puddles. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hear it, of course. Um, but Lindsay, you caught it on your recorder. And what did Kevin say about that? Do you remember? Because I couldn't hear him. What on my he recorder. said was just, huh, interesting you say that because several people have said that they've heard that too. And you specifically said it didn't sound like a toilet running. And after listening to your recording, it does not. It does not. And it goes on for several seconds. Um, it's louder by my recorder, which is kind of out in the hallway in that alcove. So I, I don't know. I heard it live and I caught it on the recorder. Um, then the um, Kevin, he was talking about a spirit named Adam. And both of you guys got chills. Or This is where I talked about what I saw in my mind's eye up in the library. And I was horrified to hear about a, <laughs> a goat in a dress. It was scary. Please elaborate <laughs> on the goat dress. At the end of this, I start talking about what I saw in my mind's eye upstairs in the library during a group session when the purple lights were going off. So what I was seeing kind of creeping around the corner was a woman in a dress, but this woman had the head of a goat and was walking kind of creepily towards us, but never actually came in the room. Why I saw that, I don't know. No, thank you. I don't know, man. That sounds terrifying. It was. I don't like that. Okay. So where are we going to go next? Next, we went upstairs. Um, to the top floor. Tippity top. Tippity top. So I put my recorder in the birthing room. Yep. Mine was in Mrs. Arnold's room. Did you have a recorder going? Mine was in the middle bedroom. Okay. So we separated them all. At the beginning of this, I think I have most of that because we were taking pictures in the room by the birthing room, by the doll. I put spider hands. Because of Sarah's pictures. Right. Yeah. So I can hear it on my recorder too. We were taking pictures and you guys, I don't know what happened. My hand became possessed. I just, <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. She had a very weird spider hand and we will never let that picture go. It looked like a claw, but with a missing thumb, we lose our minds for several minutes. And sadly, I can hear somebody on our recorder <laughs> in Mrs. Arnold's room. So like two rooms away talking about us. Like, they didn't realize the recorder was there. Yeah. Aw, womp womp. And we're just here to say, okay? It's been a long night. It was a long night. Also, it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. We only laughed for a few minutes. And then we got it together and, you know, investigated for several more minutes. If you don't get slap happy at four in the morning, who are you? Um, I did hear um, some tapping, some thudding. At one point, and this is like after we have gone into Mrs. Arnold's room. This is 42 minutes into this, so you can't even hear us really anymore. I hear a bang that's pretty close to the birthing room and then repeated taps that almost sounds like a rocking chair because it's like rhythmic tapping spaced out. Poison, did you get anything? No, unfortunately, the middle bedroom is sitting right above the living room and there were other people in our group downstairs having a conversation. So I could hear I could hear all of that. And what was going on upstairs, but I didn't get any EVPs or anything else. Got it. Oh, I went down to get the REM pod because we had such a good experience about this earlier. I brought it up and we set it up. We got some good responses on that as well. Not as good as we did earlier in the night. But during this time, Boyston was on the Phasma box. She did holler at a few things that I thought were interesting. She said, Henry. We were trying to speak with somebody named Henry. And she said, 15. And you also said the little one's sick. Yes, sir. And he's down there. He also said, Frank, touch the black box. I know people. 
Um, at some point, Lindsay takes over on the Phasma box and I say, my name's Sarah. Boyson says, my name is also Sarah. And Lindsay says, I know. <laughs> Just like that. I hear a voice in real time, but I couldn't hear on a recording. Boyson counts to 10 and the REM pod goes crazy and the REM pod goes off again. So again, just like on demand, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I hear several voices again in real time, but I can't hear them on recording. Lindsay says, my name is Emma. So we try to speak with somebody named Emma. We say, did we speak with you earlier and your brother? And you say, yes. And Boyson's trying to take pictures, but you keep saying your camera's not focusing. And Lindsay says, there's two now. And you also yell out that you have goosebumps. And we tell Emma to find the REM pod and it goes off. And we say, are there other people here? And Lizzie says, absolutely. That's about all we got. Then we ended the night. And for some reason, every time I did a recording, I said what time it was. So this is 4.30 in the morning. I was like, Captain's Log, <laughs> it is 2.38 a.m. <laughs> We're still at the Conjuring House. I'm glad that we both did it then. You know so what? Actually, it was helpful. We are in the library and it is 4.30 in the morning. So this is the last place we went because we left at about 5 a.m. Yeah, it was a struggle bus. Um, so we went in the library on our own, but everyone was kind of sitting out in the living room. So, yeah, you know, we could hear them, they could hear us and we were doing the Phasma box, but with headphones this time. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah started out with the Phasma box. And as soon as you get on, you said, don't talk about Kevin. Oh. And Kevin is our leader and he was sitting next to me and right. he was like, is she talking to me? And I was like, no, she's doing the Phasma box, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And he said, well, why don't you want to talk about me to the spirits? And Sarah said, I'm reaching for him, for Kevin. Oh, creepy. So we had set up the ghost lights as well, the same way, like they were kind of in the library, but then they trailed out into the hallway and towards the front door. Three or four lights were going off um, after we asked why they don't like Kevin. They all went off at the same time. Um, Poor Kevin. <laughs> Kevin is kind of sitting in the door frame, like between the library and the living room, and he can see the front windows and the front door. And at that point, he thought he saw someone, like he saw lights. He thought someone pulled in. So it's kind of like the you have to turn in and go down, like past the gate to get towards his house off right. the road. So he thought he saw someone pulled in. So of course it's four thirty in the morning. I was like, I'll go outside and look. <laughs> God, I just that's ran it. outside. <laughs> I do not remember you leaving. I did. I ran outside and I looked all around and nobody was in their cars. There was no cars passing by. There was nothing. Okay. Sarah on the Phasma box was getting pretty sassy and you kept saying that there was mean, deep voices. And Boydson and I told the spirits they need to put on their happy voice because you don't like the <laughs> scary voices. <laughs> I don't like the scary voices. It's You're true, welcome. though. They are horrifying. You kept saying you were hearing laughter. Um, Kevin said, are the, ked- are the kids messing with the lights? You said yes. And then you said laugh- that you heard laughter and said, eat shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then that. we were all kind of laughing at that. And you said, is that what you want to talk about? <laughs> Which I feel like is a long phrase. And I said, yeah, I want to talk to you about the lights outside. And you said, go ahead. Go do it. I said, well, what do you know? Who makes the lights? Where do they come from? And as soon as I said that, the light next to me went off. Trying to make conversation with Kevin, I said, like, do you guys get lots of reports of shadow people or apparitions? And Sarah, before he could even answer, you said yes. And Kevin was trying to answer my question, and you interrupted and said, he knows we're here. Oh, interesting. So, and he was saying, we don't really get shadow people. We get a lot of noises and things like that. And you said, he knows we're here. Huh. So Kevin starts challenging the ghosts with questions and asks for the title of the book that you mentioned earlier that she wrote. Oh, Whispers in the Dark? I don't know. No. House of Darkness, House of Light. 
Whispers in the Dark. <laughs> that is so a good funny. name for a horror book, though. <laughs> Trademark that. Also, it's uh, a Mumford and Son song. It's oh, really is good. It? <laughs> so Kevin asked for the title of the book. And you said you got lots of voices that came through all at once saying, we all know. Hmm. And I said, okay, but do you know the name of the book? <laughs> okay, but I want to know. <laughs> and you go, yeah. <laughs> Touche, spirits. <laughs> Answer to question. Stupid, Ask open-ended <laughs> questions. Noted. Um, Boyston at this point says that she is cold. Kevin says, spirits, do you sleep? And he said, I don't even know why you're asking me that. <laughs> That's a long sentence. It is. Yeah. I was impressed with that one. We asked, what room do you like the best? You said business. And then you said, possibly the accuser. Oh. And as soon as you said that, the lights started flashing again. I asked, what do you think of the Warrens? And you go, boring. I told them that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, what do you think about the, the Conjuring House? <clears throat> I need a rating. Oh, boy. Here we go. I will, I will say what I think first. Um, <laughs> it is... It's tough because it's so hyped up again so in our mind. Up. What I will say is, again, like all of these places, the history is so cool. Just like it's so infamous It with the movies, the Warrens, the history, the family. It's You can't say anything negative about that part. And um, we're on a group investigation, which is hard. Yeah. I think just – Boysen said this before, but every time we go to these places, like the more that we go out, the more I want. And it almost is, I kind of want to say I'm disappointed in things, but I just feel like I want more yeah. <laughs> than what we get at every location. You are very politely saying you're giving what, it a low rating. <laughs> what I am thinking, which okay. is overrated. Yeah. And I, I know that sounds harsh. And like I said, you said it in a really nice way. Like, we just want more. And yeah. the more hyped up a place is, the more we're expecting. Which is true. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about, like, all the locations that we've been to that are really hyped up. And we've kind of come back just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, my 1 to 10 rating is low. Yeah. Like, 3, 4. Yeah. I would agree. But Maybe four or five. As we've said, this is just our moment in time. And right. I'm not saying that, you know, people haven't experienced things or that like wild things haven't happened. I'm not discounting anybody's past experiences because I wasn't there and I can't speak to it. Right. My moment in time, whenever I was in this location, I didn't get anything. It's quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And I I did not have one single noteworthy thing on my recording. Which I don't think has ever happened to me before. Right. Usually I can pick something out, but nothing. Not a thing. And I will say that nothing about this house was scary. No. And I was kind of disappointed, I think, in that a little bit. I wanted to be, like, really scared. Like, feel uncomfortable. I was by myself in two places. Yeah. I was even on a separate floor than the entire group. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Even the room where I was getting all those RIMPOD responses, I was, like, comfortable. Yeah. And I know I was having experiences there, so I won't discount those at all because those were unique. Um, but I didn't feel uncomfortable or nervous at all. Maybe it's because we're getting more comfortable with these things as we go along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I didn't feel uncomfortable at all anywhere. Yeah. Even though there's a fake Annabelle doll sitting there in the living room. There was a fake Annabelle doll. So yeah, maybe that's something to consider also is that we're doing these more often and we're becoming more comfortable with locations. 
maybe our expectations need to be a little bit different as well. Yeah. I don't know. I would still say like 10 out of 10 recommend because it yeah. was, we had a ton of fun. It was Absolutely, a lot of fun. We, did. Yeah. we loved going. There's always that potential that you can have this like world-class experience. Yeah. So I'd say absolutely go for it. It was fun. We had a good time for sure. Would you go back? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't so far away, I would go back. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'd go back even though it's far away. So that is our first episode for our Christmas giveaway to you guys. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Our, our Christmas, Christmas present to you yes. of Salem. So our, our first holiday night, gift. Our holiday gift. The haunted holidays. Ooh. Ooh. I love it. So our first night of Salem, we went to the Conjuring House in Rhode Island. <laughs> was not in Salem, but yes. Was not in Salem. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week to our episode. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there. Or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right. We will catch you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.